Hello friends, what is happening? And welcome back to the Multiverse Podcast, episode 27 for April the 15th. Why do you keep saying October? <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna leave this in. I'm gonna leave that's this when, in. That's when the quarantine's gonna be over. Yeah, I'm gonna leave this in because it's happened to it happened lot on the last episode as well. For some reason I'm saying October. I have not I actually have no idea what day it is. It's crazy. Uh, your weekly entertainment show covering movies, TV, video games, comics, and everything in between. Over the course of the 13 Beyond the Multiverse episodes, we've dived into TV shows, movies, actors, video games, trilogies, underrated, overrated actors, everything. But the only thing we haven't touched on is directors. So on this episode, we thought it would be the perfect time to deep dive into our, our top 10 directors. I'm your host, Amad Titan Hussein. My co-host is the meme lord, Mio himself. And welcome mm-hmm. to episode 23. Wait, sorry, episode 27. Jesus, these 5G towers outside my houses, man. <laughs> uh, messing, messing with my, my brain cells. Mio, welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode. How you been? Not bad. Just, you know, quarantining, trying to flatten this curve oh, while mate. other people are like completely ignoring it. So I yeah. feel like I'm not doing much anyways. Um, it's like, um, you know what this kind of reminds me of? You know, when people say, oh, we need to do more for the environment, like uh, the greenhouse effect or, you know, recycling yeah. our material or going vegan to save animals. I feel like one person won't do much and it kind of feels like the same with with this kind of lockdown at the moment, like I'm at home while everybody else is outside sunbathing and catching the tan. And it's just, it's crazy, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Shit happens, I, 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 don't, I don't really, the only time I leave my house is for Wingstop, honestly. So Mate, you know, you're lucky that I miss Wingstop. I absolutely miss it. Like I, I, I said this to you the other day and I, I said this to everybody I've spoken to. As soon as the lockdown was over, I'm going to wing stop and I'm going to buy a platter of wings and I'm going to live stream myself on, on Instagram. Uh, I don't care. I should we stop? Wing. Should yeah. we stop promoting Wingstop by the way? Because I feel like we should get commission because we've we've been putting a lot of people on Wingstop. Do you know how many people have been on Wingstop since we've mentioned it? Yeah. We we need to. We should get commission. For you know, I'm, I'm I'm going to make a post. I'm going to post it on the Multiverse page. I'm going to tag uh, Wingstop, Wingstop, and then we see we take it from there. Otherwise, you know. Wingstop is going to have to be on the dealer now, you know, no mentioning of it, not getting yeah. no commission. So your brother went back twice. Well, he went back, he went to Wingstop and then he had to go back twice. So that's like, I, I want a 10% commission for you or that, you know, at, <laughs> least, at least 10% plus because, royalties. Mate, if I get wings free on the weekly, I'll be happy. That's um, yeah. That's all we're asking for. Exactly. Uh, so I can't wait, but the only time I've left my house is actually just to go to the little uh, supermarket, just quite close to us just to pick up some essentials. So pretty much been pretty boring. The weather's been really beautiful. But um, yeah, man, let's get on with this. It's, this t- top 10 list has probably been the most difficult list to put together for me, in my opinion. Like, I've mm-hmm. strugg- I have struggled. Um, uh, I don't know whether it's because there's a... Uh, because, you know, I hold some directors highly... Because there's some that are definitely going to make the list. And it was just kind of like the battle of the, of the rest. Who's, who else is going to make it? Do mm-hmm. I overlook this person? Do I overlook that person? It was quite difficult. So I don't know about you, but I'm interested it to is, hear your, yeah. your list. It's basically war zone for directors for us. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So for those of you who are probably new to this, let's say this uh, segment, what we do is we, we just take it in terms of list uh, director, talk about it. when it comes to towards the end of the show, we rank them. And we just chuck in a few honorable mentions in there, maybe a few that might be ones to look out for in the future or some that might might not have done much at the moment, but, you know, are worth a shout. So um hope you enjoyed this episode. Mio, let's crack on with it. Do you want to okay. dive in first or should I go first? It's up to you. Um, I'll go first. Yeah, let's go. Let's so, on 
So the first director I want to mention is um Zack Snyder and um no, you're, Zack you're, Snyder's not on the list. He's not on the list, no way. Anyways, so well, you know I'll you know start. what's coming next. You know what's coming next. You know what yeah. podcast is coming next. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing West directors? Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> you know what I was doing this list? I was putting directors uh, on my list. I was like, nope, you're on that list, you're on this list. So I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh. I didn't know we were doing that, but I'm I'm excited for that now. Yeah. I'm going to trash so many people. <laughs> Anyways, I'll start off with someone recent. Let's talk about Bong John Ho. Perfect. I think perfect. I said his name right. Yeah, Bong John Ho. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, I would say he's like lower the bottom of my list, like towards, because, you know. Of course. He's, he's relatively new. Yep. I mean, he's been making, I would say, Korean films for about, 10, 15, 20 years, but um, I, I haven't seen too many of his movies. I, I feel like I've seen about three movies. Yep. Two of them are really good. One of them's a masterpiece. Yep. Um, but um, he's off to a good start, you know, if he still, if he keeps up this career, if he keeps making, you know, fire hits, um, he'll probably be pretty high up on my list, maybe top five, but so far, um, Bong Joon-ho, and I didn't, I really didn't want to just have a list full of white people. Yep. Which the pretty much the rest of my list is so so far. Bong Joon Ho is one of my one of my favorite directors. Yeah, without without giving it away too much, where he ranks on mine. I've obviously I think I've I've watched a, a few more movies of his, maybe one mm-hmm. or two more. Um, obviously I've still got a pile of movies to get through. Uh, I did watch Mother the other day that I told you about. Remember on the last podcast? Yeah. Uh, recently watched Serpius. Uh, he's uh, I'll say now he is ranked high high on mine. Um. I think uh, maybe not as high people might think. I'm, I'm not gonna, like I stand him so much, but we have to obviously respect the other directors that are on this list. You know, some of them have been around and probably in say Hollywood a lot longer than he has. But his movies are incredible, man. I really, really enjoy every single movie that I've watched of his. I watched Mother the other day. Really slow burner, but it's a really nice story. It's a touching story between the love of a uh, between love of a mother and her son, and obviously her son has a mental illness. I would say it's quite slow in terms of um, reading the situation um, and stuff. Um, and so he gets um, he gets he gets done for committing a crime. She she obviously believes that he hasn't committed the crime, and that kind of just shows you like we we get this all the time, especially like in schools and stuff. When I, I remember when I was a kid, if I went home. To, to my mom and I told her this and that happened. She would always obviously believe me over like, growing up. And I see this with my missus who, who's a teacher at school. Obviously when, when there's like a, a parents evening or uh, I don't know what you guys call it over there where the teachers come over during the evening. Uh, teach, teacher teachers parents th- conference. Yeah. So, and they talk about their performances and stuff like that. And then my missus tells me like a lot of teachers don't believe, sorry, a lot of her parents don't believe that the teachers, they believe the kid over the teacher and stuff like that. So it kind of shows you that bond, that love between them and, and stuff and like how far would you go for uh, uh to protect your kids really um so i really really enjoyed that story i have a few more that i really want to watch um host is one of them uh, host is good host is yeah I've, I'm, I'm really really tempted to put that on today i don't know i don't know if the cgi has aged too well but yeah. the, the overall the movie is like pretty good it's like jaws and um memories of murder that, that movie i'm finding it so hard to track that down but from what i've heard and my brother has also seen this he said this is probably the best korean movie and the best uh, bong uh, bong movie is up there with parasite so um yeah those are kind of the movies that i'm really really looking forward to watching he's man, he's he's incredible obviously 
is you you get like you'll you'll see some of these um, directors on the list where you know they might have been around for quite some time, but they they did a lot for cinema, and mm-hmm. I think Bong's done a lot now for he's put foreign movies on like in, in, in the spotlight now. You know, people are not too too scared to read in the cinema now or reading some subtitles or whatever the case may be. Um, so he's brought he's brought uh, foreign movies to the attention of masses. Uh, so yeah, it's, he deserves to be on this hundred percent. I've got, I've also got another Korean uh, director, which I'll directly go into in, in a bit as my my choice on this list. But yeah, no, I've, from what I've seen from Bong, he's got more hits than he doesn't have any misses to be to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah that um, Rotten Tomatoes list. He did, he has no movies that are run. I think yeah. his lowest movie is like seventy percent, honestly, which is you know outstanding. How, it's it's and, incredible. I like um. I feel like to be considered a great director, you need to have a masterpiece, and Bong has that with Parasite, which is yeah. probably like one of the best movies of the past. Yep, and years. I would I would say pretty much early on into his um, directorial kind of career, like if you look at his um, his uh, director credits, he does have fourteen movies, and mm-hmm. and that's not a lot of movies to be honest, in my opinion. So if he's obviously been directing since nineteen ninety four, they're all short movies actually. His first big main movie was in the in two thousands. Barking Dogs Never Bite and Their Memories of Murder in O three, Host in O six, Mother in O nine, Snowpiercer thirteen. Uh, oh, oh, what's that? Okay, I don't know. Okay, yeah, it's it's that it's that like children's movie. Yeah, 17. which really, which shows his range too, because he can make action movies, he can make yep. thrillers, comedies, um, children's movies. Exactly, yeah, and we see this. We see this with actors where they get typecasted, and it's the same thing with directors where they get typecasted to direct a particular movie. Or studios might come to a particular director, and go, "Okay, you know, we want to make, let's say, said action movie. We have, yeah, we have what's his name, Michael Bay, in, uh, in our head." So they go to Michael Bay. You know what I mean? So some some actors get typecasted. Sorry, some directors get typecasted to produce a certain movie, and it, as you said, it goes to show his range. He's one to obviously look out for. He's got a masterpiece in Parasite early on in his, let's say, directorial um, career. Uh, it'll be interesting now to see how high he can actually go or does he start falling from there, you know, just to kind of keep a, an open mind and not kind of be too biased towards him. A lot of directors get that high, you know, and then they just yeah, just fall away. So it'll be kind of uh, interesting to see what his next movie is. I think that a lot of eyes will be on him, just like Nolan with uh, after the Dark Knight trilogy. They wanted to see what he would be doing. And obviously you had the Interstellar and then you had Dunkirk and now you've got Tenet coming up. So there's going to be a lot of attention coming towards um, Bong and I think it's deservedly so, to be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. I'll move on to another South Korean, just straight into it. Chan Wook Park. Uh, I've watched a lot of his movies recently. Uh, Do you say again? Uh, the one that made Old Boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. So old, I recently finished the, the Vengeance trilogy, which, uh, which consists of Old Boy. Lady Vengeance, or if you're in some parts of the world, it's called Sympathy for Mr. for Lady Vengeance, and then Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. So that's that's the Vengeance trilogy, mate. This guy, man, makes up makes some fucked up movies. Like <laughs> you really are. Some of them are hard to watch, uh, but I, I was toying with whether to have him on this list or not, just because of his range. At the moment, his range is pretty much a lot of Vengeance movies. You know, like. Uh, as a trilogy um i haven't watched the handmaiden which seems to be the same thing kind of action sort of movie and then first i think first might just be a horror movie i'm not too sure um but 
yeah, I thought I'd have him on this list, you know, just kind of open up the list. These are directors, obviously, I enjoy, and he's one I'm enjoying a lot at the moment, like uh, all three of the movies. I think Lady Vengeance was probably the weakest out of the three, but mm-hmm. Old Boy is an absolute mindfuck. Like, I, yeah, man, Old Boy is, Old Boy is a classic. I, yeah, it's like, it took me a while to go over that, man. It was just like really, really hard watching. And then when he hits you with the kind of, uh, the twist, I was like, oh my God, I didn't see that coming and stuff. So yeah, man, it was just, He's he's on my list. Love his mm-hmm. movies. I'm just trying to obviously bring atten- more attention towards certain directors, and he's one of them. I think uh, everyone needs to watch it, watch All Boy. If you haven't, move on to probably Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and Lady Vengeance. They're all good in their own ways. All have really good stories. All have good twists. Uh, the art style. I would say the shooting style is pretty much similar, like big quick cuts and stuff like that. Um, yeah, big big fan of his. Uh, loving everything he's do- doing at the moment. I don't think he's got anything coming up, to be honest with you. Let me just have a quick, quick check on his uh, on his list while I have it up on here. Would you so, say Would you say Old Boy's his best movie? Oh, 100 percent. Old Boy, as you said, everyone has a masterpiece on this list. Well, maybe one or two don't, but with him, Old Boy is definitely his masterpiece. And absolutely, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Incredible movie. Um, I think I made that. I, I think I gave that a four point four and a half star, you know. But I think I gave it four and a half star because the twist was just disgusting, and I was just like, "Mate, when I say it hit me hard, it hit me hard." Like it was just, I'm one of the type type of people where I find that kind of disgusting. I don't. It's need, absolutely disgusting. Yeah. So I was like, "Yeah, you're getting half a star off, man," because <laughs> because because I want to know what's going through your head to write that. Because seriously, I I would I would I would honestly. <laughs> Give it a negative for cutting off the tongue part. That was, oh that my was god! Like, oh, that was that like, scene, okay. man. But that scene, that was, the, the acting in that was incredible. The, yeah. the cinematography in that was incredible. Oh man! So um, yeah, he hasn't done much since uh, the Handmaiden, which is his last movie. He's done a TV series. Um, yeah, Old Boy came out in '03, so I know they did a reboot of that. And so I'm not definitely watching that. But Changwook Park is on my list, and obviously Bong Joon Ho. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think this would be a good segue of someone who also directed Old Boy. Um, I have Spike Lee on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the Old Boy remake wasn't good, but um, let's just skip that. You know, everyone has their flops now and then. Old Boy was Spike Lee's flop. I'm not sure if that was his idea to make the movie, but um, yeah, Spike Lee. Um, like I said, I didn't want to just have white people on my list. We promote diversity on the Multiverse podcast. Do you have any females on your list? <laughs> yeah, okay. One step at a time. One step at a time. One step. I do like Catherine Bigelow. You yeah. Know? She's made some good movies. She's made uh, Perfect Dog Zero, Her, Her Locker. Those are yep. two good ones. Yep. But, you know, she she needed like a bigger resume. Yep. I, I really also like Greta Gerwig. She made Lady Bird and Little Women. Yeah, I knew she was. A couple, a couple more movies yeah. she'll be on the list. But, yep. you know. It's it's a work of progress, work in progress. But um, Spike Lee, I think I'm I'm I really like a lot of his movies, um, starting with probably Do the Right Thing, Do Do the Right Things, like one of the essential movies. It's about you know racism, um, gentrification, topics that are still relevant today. Of course, yeah. Um, he also makes like good other movies like. Inside Man. Inside Man's a classic. Oh, Inside Man is an absolute classic. I was thinking of that the other day because I'm I'm in the middle of That's watching it, mate. Uh, I'm that in the middle of uh, watching uh, the Heist, the TV show on Netflix. And oh, is that good? 
mate, it's, in, it's, it's really good. We'll, we'll, what uh, language is that? Then? It's, it's, in, it's in English. So you can okay. actually have English dubs. But apparently from I was speaking to Niv yesterday, he was saying uh, it's to do it justice, just watching in Spanish with English subtitles. Uh, it's just so okay. much better. But it, that gave me some inside man um, vibes, man, because that movie is incredible. It's like one of my favorite movies, man. Like it's up there for me. Is the heist a TV series or yeah, movie? Yeah, t- TV series. Okay. How many TV episodes series? is it? Oh, it's on four, season four. Oh, wow. I'm, like, this is going to sound like, well, I just, it's going to sound like I've done nothing for the last few days. But um, Have you I'm watched on, last four seasons? I'm on season three, halfway Jeez. through. Um, but I'll talk more about it in, the, in, the, in our next podcast. But yeah, um, Inside Man's good. Um, Black Klansman, good movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. Black yep. Why am I blanking oh. on Spike Lee movies? A lot of other movies. Like, he got game. Yep. Um, God, I'm just blanking on Spike Lee movies right now. But you know that one camera trick he uses where, like, the characters are, like, going in motion and it looks like they're gliding? Okay, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good camera trick he uses. Um, yeah. Good director. He everyone, finally... everyone has kind of, like, their own trademark when it comes yeah, to Yeah, that's, that's his trademark. Yeah. He also directed a lot of the the early Jordan commercials, which was, you know, which are all iconic. He directed a couple of music videos here and there. Yep. He's just, you know, he's just like a really influential, really. Didn't he, he made the way for a lot of directors? Like, didn't he direct um, the one with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Denzel Washington. Um, Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Yeah, Malcolm X. Malcolm yeah, X yeah. is good too. It's Malcolm. a long movie. It's like a really oh, long yeah. movie. But when you do a biography, a movie like that, it's, yeah, it's obviously going to be a long movie. But yeah. But um, he's like hugely influential. Like, if it wasn't for Spike Lee, there would be no Ryan Coogler, there would be no Barry Jenkins, there wouldn't be a lot of room for a lot of you know African American directors. So, mm. for me, he's top ten. What other movies done? Let me have a check to see what he's done. Um, yeah, Black Clansman. I watched that. I was pretty, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, he's done. Uh, let's see what else he's done. Yeah, as you said, he did the old boy. I really, I really want to watch that. You know, I really want to yeah. see. It's just old. Is it boy? But with Josh Brolin and yeah. um, Elizabeth Olsen. Okay, I'm tempted to watch that, man. I'm, I really am. But um, I remember um, the one I just mentioned, Malcolm X. That's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inside Man, yeah, definitely. I know he did the Michael Jackson uh, documentary. He did the one. He did the Michael Jackson documentary. I can't remember what it was called. Was it a good? Was it? No, it was. It wasn't like. Um, it wasn't like called, Neverland it, Ranch. No, no, no. It wasn't okay. called. It wasn't calling him out or anything like that. It's a uh, Michael Jackson journey from uh, Motown to Off the Wall. So it was kind of just like uh, oh. the highlights of it of his career and yeah. stuff. So he did that, but he does he does shoot a lot of um, um, musical stuff. So like with Eminem and mm-hmm. Pharrell Williams. So he's got a bit of range in terms of what he does which is pretty cool. I was going to have him on my list. Well, just because of Inside Man, like Inside Man's, uh, for me, like when I, when I was looking at this list, I was like, oh my God, some, some directors have this incredible movie I absolutely love, but I was like, you know what? You've only got that movie. I'm going to have to brush you aside, unfortunately. So um, let, me do, let me do another one on my list then. Uh, I'm going to slightly go off here. I don't think anyone's going to see, be, anyone's going to see this coming. Uh, you can say what you want about his uh, kind of his acting, uh, but I'm a big fan of his, and it's uh, Ben Affleck. Okay, okay. 
I don't think anyone's going to see this. Yeah, I don't think anybody would have seen this coming once I uh, started this list. The Town, I'll Go, Gone Baby Gone, incredible movies. Yeah, those are two really good ones. Yeah, I love his... I love his like kind of his cinematography, man. I love his style. I know Ben Affleck gets a bad rep for like uh, some of his movies, but you know, I just I like a bit of Ben Affleck. You know, uh, you can't. I'm a, I'm a huge Ben Affleck fan, honestly. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know why he gets. I'm off with it. Yeah, I don't know why he gets a, a lot of hate. Like he does have like his signature trademarks. I know people say like. Uh, mm-hmm. it, well, it's it, it's probably because of the the relationship issues. Yeah, and he obviously he loves his good friends with Matt Damon, so everyone. Everyone uh, has a laugh on that, uh, but I love him. I love Ben Affleck, man. I really do. Like I, a lot of people have hated on him since, obviously, the, um, the Batman v Superman. He, uh, he directed Argo too. Yeah, right? I'll, I'll go. Yeah, the that town. one Oscar. Yeah, I'll go to town and Golden Baby Gone. Okay, uh, so three three hits, no misses. Yeah, exactly. So his directorial career, career is quite young. Let me see what other movies he's done. I think these are his big hitters. Oh, he did do one recently, but that I think that bombed. Um, I don't, I don't know why it was called um, Live by Night oh yeah I heard that was bad yeah so that kind of bombed but he's got some other ones but and well so some of them are pre- yeah so he's basically got four movies three of them are obviously Argo the Town Gone Baby Gone I like Ben Affleck man I, like, I know yeah. people have hated on him since Batman movie Superman and Justice League and obviously Daredevil all, all the way before that I thought he was pretty but, good as Daredevil yeah. I thought I thought the script was like not good, but I thought yeah. he was a good. I think at the time when I watched that, I really enjoyed it. But when you, it's a movie you can't watch again. Like it has not aged well, especially with obviously the quality. Yeah, it doesn't really movies. make any sense. Yeah, exactly. But with um, Batman v Superman, him as Batman, you know, obviously he, he. I don't think he was he's better than Christian uh, Bale. But I've mentioned this a numerous amount of times. I think his portrayal of uh, Bruce Wayne was incredible. Loved it. Gave something different to to that character. Like the like uh, the world's greatest detective came across in in his character. Um, the his performances in the town was great. Argo um, was that move that movie Gone Girl as well. Did he? The, no, he didn't direct. Gone no, Girl. no, no. But his acting, his acting. In yeah, that was he was great. good in Gone Girl. So he's he's got a good balance, and also um, the accountant. That movie is good. That movie is an underrated movie, man. I haven't seen it. I hear it's, it's, I hear it's okay. It's an underrated movie. I really like it. Like he has this weird vibe about him, which is cool. But we're here to talk about his directing skills, and I feel like you know, yeah. three out of four is not a bad uh, CV, to be honest with you. If if plus plus he would have directed a better Batman movie than Matt Reeves. Yeah, exactly. I was literally going to mention that he was touted to obviously direct. That's he's Warner Brothers' golden child. Essentially, Warner Brothers go to him for pretty much everything at the moment. They love him. They missed. They they let's just say let's just call it out. They they fucked him over when it came to the Batman uh, script because obviously they hired him uh, to play the role of Batman. And part of the contract was he'll be able to direct the Batman movie. Um, he came out. He did he did a interview recently, and they asked him about it. He said, "Look, you know, I just thought I fell out of love with it. I didn't have the motivation and stuff." So I thought I'd let somebody else do it. But apparently, and like, I'm going to sound contradicting now when I say this, because we say this about Zack Snyder's Justice League when people come out and say, oh, they've seen it, it's good. Uh, and we're like, no, nah, no, nah, it's, it's shit. It's going to be shit. But a lot of people have said they've seen Ben Affleck's uh, script. Even Ben Affleck um, said that he passed, I can't remember which comic writer he passed it over to. And they said that was, inc- that was an incredible script. So it's a shame we're never going to see Ben Affleck's version of Batman 
and his world of Batman because from what I've heard and read, the script was just kind of, it was insane. It was incredible. And I think you're right. I think he would have done a better job than Matt Reeves, to be honest with you. I think Ben Affleck's uh, style is really good. He has this kind of, he has this funny um, uh, trademark where he opens up most of his films with like this, with, with a narration or like this massive title. He's done that with all three of his uh, uh, films. So he, as you said, I'm trying to touch on, on some uh, trademarks and he often likes to work, work with his brother, which is funny. And I didn't know that was his brother until uh, I did a bit of research. So other than that, you know, I like him. He deserves to be on this list. I've I, I watched any of his movies. The town is hi- highly up there. Uh, Mia, let's have another one on, on your list. Okay. Another one on my list. I'm um, happy to go with, I'll, I'll just throw in one of the higher ups. I'll, I'll put Martin Scorsese in there. I know. Oh, wow. Okay. I know we talk a lot of trash yeah, yeah. about Martin Scorsese, but um, I think he's one of the best directors ever. Like his, his movies. Did, did I disconnect again? No, no. You'll stay. You'll stay. Okay. But um, yeah, I feel like he's one of the best directors ever. Um, even Bong thanked him in his speech. Yep. Which was, you know, like one of the, that was like, that was a good moment. But um, you know, he's been making five movies since I want to say the seventies. Taxi Driver, yep. Goodfellas. Uh, damn, blank. I, f- I find I find Taxi Driver slightly overrated, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, I do. I find that slightly well, overrated. That's because you because joke you saw Joker and it was Joker Taxi Driver. Yeah, but I've seen Taxi Driver way before before Joker came along. Oh, okay. And when I watched it, I was like, ah, oh, it seems, yeah, I was just, I, 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 like, I get it. I get the story. I get the everything behind it, but I just found it mm-hmm. underrated. But um, he's done um, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street's good. Shadow Islands. Yep. I, th- I feel like Shadow Islands underrated. That's got a good ending. Um, the Departed's a classic. Yep. Um, Those are his big hits. So Irishman, Irishman's Irishman. trash. Yeah, Irishman. But, you know, everyone gets a flop now and then. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I feel like Goodfellas is his best movie. Goodfellas, like the camera work he does, the the one shot takes he does in that movie is yep. like really incredible. Um, Raging Bull is really good too. It's kind oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about that. Kind of boring. Yep. But um, it's a really good performance by Robert Nero. Hmm. But um, trademark yeah. for him is uh, hiring uh, Robert De Niro in. Uh... Yeah, that's. <laughs> Every director has like that actor yeah. that they use in the movie. Yeah. And I feel like Rob De Niro is um the Michael Caine of Mud's Gossessi movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's what I'm trying to do with I've written them all down. Uh either kind of trademarks or actors that every director likes to work with. And it's just kind of mm-hmm. funny how like with uh Mud Scorsese it's like if you look at his movies, De Niro is in most of them, or even uh, what's the name, Leonardo. Uh, which is uh, pretty funny, but I think De Niro yeah. is showing up in more movies. I might be mistaken. Yeah, Leonardo more recently, but yeah. you know, like throughout his career, probably Robert De Niro. Yeah, the Michael Caine. I love that. I love that. I, I he still uses too many Rolling Stone songs. Yep. He still says some racist stuff here and there, but yep. you know, it was the seventies. We'll, we'll sweep that on the rug. <laughs> uh, um, I, go on, continue. Sorry. Yeah, and. <laughs> He he can be a dick sometimes when it comes to like, you know, like what what a movie is and what a film is, you know, yep. with like the Marvel stuff. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've completely you know, forgot he said that. Yeah. I think I feel like when you're like that established and that, you know, accomplished, you can kind of say whatever you want. Yep. But you know, you know what's funny? I don't want to talk I, too much. Good stuff yeah, I don't it. think he got enough hate. I don't think he got a lot of hate for it. To be honest, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, honestly. You know, 
this was another this director is... or something. Yeah, if People like be, yeah, if Ben Affleck and... said that, yeah, they'll exactly. be like, oh, DC fanboy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck DC. Like there'll be pitchforks. they like you know all sorts of things. But I think uh, Scorsese got away with one there. To be honest with you. Uh, let me do another one on my list then. Wait, uh, oh, going sorry. back to Ben Affleck. Yeah. When Casey, when his brother won an Oscar, he didn't thank him at the Oscar speech. That was weird. Oh, wait, Casey didn't uh, thank uh, Ben? No, that was weird. Oh, that, that, yeah. Like, uh, I had that on my on, on my trademark, that Ben Affleck, obviously. He uses Casey K- Affleck. Casey right? Affleck, yeah. And he still doesn't thank him. Yeah. What a ungrateful. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, continue with my kind of theme of people, uh, of directors that people might not expect me to have on my list. Uh, Clint Eastwood. Oh, come on. What? Clint Eastwood? Yeah, man. I'm going with Clint Eastwood. I fucking love I, him. I feel I think I think he's good. I just think he's like he's like low key racist. Oh, okay. High key. He looks like a racist, doesn't he? Um me me didn't me didn't even say anything, acknowledge that sentence. Uh so <laughs> me is still quite there. Um so American Sniper, Gran Torino, Gran Torino Million Dollar Baby. Sally Demoko on the Hudson, which I thought was a decent movie. And obviously, he's got this new movie coming out. I don't know what's happened to it because obviously of the corona. Uh, Richard Jewell, have you seen that? Have you heard about I it? Hear it's, I hear it's pretty good. Yeah. so I'm, People I'm, didn't really see it. Yeah, because of the, uh, the corona. But there's three movies I uh, initially mentioned. American Sniper, Gran Torino. I think Gran Torino is his masterpiece. Gran Torino is hella racist. Yeah, super, <laughs> super racist. Like, super. Oh, my God. Like, um. Yeah, I was going to make a, a joke there, but I, I, I thought, you know, for saying let's calm down, let's take a step back. We don't want to make no coronavirus jokes. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it was good. It was, I was going to go there. But anyways, uh, I think he flies under the radar, man, just because of various uh, things. Like, obviously, people might not like his attitude, people, uh, whatever the case may be. But I thought, I think his movies are really, really good. Like, yeah, really, his movies are good. It's they're just, really you know. slow burners, though. Most of his movies are so slow, man. Um, some of them, nothing really happens in them. But yeah, man, this is me changing it up. I think everybody thought I'd go with the typical stuff, but Clint Eastwood's up there for me, man. Like definitely in my in my top ten. Look, possibly him and Ben Affleck really, really low down. But those are kind of the reason I've had them as well is there's a lot of actors who make that jump into directing, and mm-hmm. it doesn't really pay off. They think they know what they're doing, and it doesn't happen. Like what's that guy? The guy that played in uh, Fight Club and he was the original Hulk. What's his name? Edward Norton. Yeah, him. He's really difficult to work with because, and this is mentioned across the board everywhere you go, where in most movies he takes he he literally takes the camera off the director and tries to direct his own scenes and stuff like that. So, some some actors fancy themselves as directors and it doesn't work off. Some of them make the jump, and it works. Like Ben Affleck, uh, and uh, in my opinion, Clint Eastwood, like Gran Torino. Let's put aside the whole kind of uh, racism or whatever. I like, I like that movie, just that, for the record. <laughs> that, yeah, that movie. I, I love that movie. I've seen that movie so many times, man. It's a really, really good movie. And um, yeah, there's, there's not much to say about these two. Obviously, Clint Eastwood's known for is obviously his acting. His... I, hear, I hear he's really easy to work with. Like he only takes like one, maybe two takes. And he's he, he just, you know, goes... They're at lunch by like eleven thirty. Yeah, they like, they do like really quick shoots. Yeah. His movies get done in like record time. He's yeah. like a good director to work for. Sometimes you know it's 
sometimes it could come across as a bad thing or a good thing, but I think in his case, he knows what he wants. He's been around the game for so long, you know, he's been what well, acting for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been he's been in the presence of a camera, either behind or in front of it. So he knows he has the experience, you know. So I'm sure he knows what he wants from a particular scene, how he wants to set his scenes up, how to organize the actors, whatever the case. Obviously, I have no experience of being behind the camera and uh, filming something, but it's 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 a sign of a good director and uh yeah one of my favorites is really good at that so um but yeah Clint Eastwood, Ben Affleck they're the ones that have made the jump from let's say acting to to directing and obviously Clint Eastwood is uh much much older um yeah how old is he now I think he's in the late 80s he I think I think he's in his 80s he was born in 1930 19 yeah 1930 okay so he's quite. Yeah. I, really, I really like him as an actor. Yeah, maybe almost more as a director because yeah. he's well, he's like an American icon with uh, Good, Bad, and the Ugly, Dirty Harry. Yeah. He's you know. You know what was what also um, um, great uh, is Grant Turin. Grant Turin. He not only directed it, he also starred in it, and he was the main yeah. actor. That's that's something to behold, man. To be honest, with yeah, you. that's hard. That is hard work. And and that's why I have Ben Affleck on this because he's done the same with the town and Argo. Imagine directing scenes, and it, you know it's, it's hard, it has to be hard work. It has to be a stressful thing to do, um, but also it might it kind of explains why he's so easy to work with. He's behind the camera. He's doing both, so he knows how he wants to act. Maybe it works badly because he's just filming himself. And he goes, "Yeah, that's one take. I'm perfect." You know what I mean? He's <laughs> he's he doesn't judge himself. But yeah, whatever the case, maybe Clint Eastwood, Ben Affleck, uh, are both on my list. Okay. Um, do you want me to do one on mine? Yeah, yeah do one in, on yours. Okay. I've okay. Have, have I done? I think I've done four. Yeah, I've done three. Cool. Bond, so this is your fourth one. Likely. Yep. Okay. Um, I have David Fincher on my list. Okay. Yeah. I think David Fincher is an incredible director. Yep. He's got some really good movies. Yep. He's got he's got Fight Club. He's yep. got Seven. He's got The Social Network. Yep. He's got Zodiac. Zodiac's underrated. Zodiac's one. I haven't one seen that one, actually. The most underrated movie. Is that the one with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Yep. That movie does a really good job because they never tell you who the real Zodiac is. Don't, don't, don't spoil it. Yeah, no spoilers. No, I want to watch that. People know the case <laughs> based on a true story. No one caught the Zodiac killer. Uh, okay. Zodiac killer is actually Ted Cruz, but let's move on. Yeah, Gone, really Gone, good movies. Gone, so yeah, Gone Girl, Fight Club, Panic Room, don't forget. Classic. Yeah. Uh, I forgot he did Gone Girl. Gone Girl's good. Gone Girl's really good. And mm-hmm. um, I know this is all about movies and stuff like that, but directing is directing. I want to chuck in two TV shows, if that's okay. Yeah. Uh, one that you've mentioned, I haven't really finished it, but from what I've watched, I loved it. It's Love, Death and Robots. That's a good one. And uh, Mindhunter. I absolutely yeah, Mindhunter's binged, really good. I binged that TV show like in a space of a few days, both season one and shame, two. Shame I won't get a third season. Yeah, he's working on something. I can't remember what he was working on. Um. He said that he wanted to work on something else. That's why he's put aside that Mindhunter for the time being. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad he's he's on your list because he's 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 incredible. Yeah, Absolutely he's got like incredible. a really he's like really particular about his movies too. Like when he was directing Zodiac, he made sure everything was from the '60s. Mm-hmm. He made sure like you know like if there was um, like a magazine, it was like before the time. Um, I feel like he has one flop though, and that was Alien Three. Alien Three was pretty trash. Yeah. Alien Three. Yeah, I've I've seen that. It's not. It's yeah, it's it's, it's, it's shit. It's shit. I'll, I'll be able to say it's shit. But um, other than that, you know, 
Fight Club is an iconic movie. A lot yep. of, you know, everyone's college dorm probably had a Fight Club poster. 100%. Yeah, I think everyone loved it. Everyone, I think that was the first time everyone fell in love with uh, pretty much Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, yeah. That twist was nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. Seven's pretty disturbing, but um, it's a good movie. Morgan yep. Freeman. The What's in the box? God. What's in the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now, now the ending's kind of a meme. Yeah. But at the time, it was, you know, it was shocking. Yeah. That's the one with uh, Kevin Spacey, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a spoiler. Oh, was no, that a spoiler? No, no one knows Kevin Spacey's in the movie. Oh, shit. Okay. What about <laughs> no, I was kidding. It's like 20 years old. We can spoil that. What's in that box? <laughs> like, uh, I remember watching that and like he, Kevin Spacey comes out. I was like, oh my God, is that Kevin Spacey? He's in this? <laughs> Then and they sh- yeah, that's a good movie. He's done the girl with the dragon tattoo, also, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's like a, a good a- adaptation. I feel yeah, like I, I haven't seen those. I haven't seen the the Russian ones. Uh, the one because I know the one with um Daniel Craig. Were the, were the original Russian movies? Uh, I have no idea. No, 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 not the original ones. The uh, remake ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, they only made they made two remake ones. I feel like. yeah. No, I think they made three. They they did oh. end up doing a trilogy. I believe. Okay. Daniel Craig was in Girl the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, I can't. A, I think he, he's he was in we, one of them. I can't remember which one he was. Every time Daniel Craig talks now, all I can think about is Knives Out. Knives Out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> every time he talks, every time I, the thing is that threw me off. I haven't done, I haven't checked it up since. But you know how like um. Ever since I watched The Irishman and everyone had like blazing blue eyes. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel Craig's eyes in Knives Out, is that his real eyes or is he wearing contacts? Because they were just blazing blue. And I completely forgot to even check about it because that threw me off. Stuff like that throws me off when I watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you said um, like their voice and the accent. His accent threw me off. So like now when I watch it and, and uh, what's his name? Christian Bell's uh, accent in uh, his natural accent in uh, <laughs> Falls vs. Fry. Yeah. Every time I watch it, yeah, I just I, I wanted to watch um, what's his name, uh, Vice, yeah, and um, I would I just watched the tra- yeah yeah I just watched the trailer again, and I'm expecting Christian Bale to come out and just whip out some English. Uh, he's just like got this funny. American accent, so it just threw me off. That's why he's one of the best. Yeah, hundred percent. He's yeah. he's a chameleon. He's, he's the goat. Yeah, perfect, perfect analogy. Uh, but I'm a big I'm a big uh, David Fincher fan. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I knew nothing about Mindhunter. Um, I, I didn't even know he did Mindhunter until I was like, wow, this, this TV show is really good. Let me see who checked it out, who, who did it. So I checked it out and it was Dave Finch. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Social Network, underrated movie, as you put it. I uh, think that's a masterpiece too. Yeah, you've, you've mentioned this a few times on uh, e- even on the Multiverse podcast where we did that underrated list. Uh, Panic Room, I love that movie, man. That movie mm-hmm. has aged really, really well. Uh, it's a movie Whoa, that I can watch. Especially now. Yeah, yeah. It's a movie I could watch over and over again, even though you, it's one of those movies where you know the ending, you know what happens. But it's got a thing, what's his name? Jared Leto in it as well. Does uh, it? Yeah, yeah, that's Jared Leto. That makes a movie worse, honestly. Really? <laughs> he was pretty good in that. But he's got that, I can't remember that, that black guy. I forgot his name. I love him. Um, You know which one I'm talking about? The one that has the kind of, it looks like the lazy eye. He's in Black Panther. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. I like him. I love him, man. I forgot how he got that eye injury because he didn't have it when he started. I'll look it up later. Yeah, look up. <laughs> I need to know as well. Um, but uh, talking about trademarks for a director, uh, a few uh, for David Fincher. So 
those of you, this is kind of like trivia. He loves his wide shots, downbeat ending, low angles, you know, backstories filled with flashbacks, uh, stationary shots, unfocused back, uh, background of characters walking into focus. You know, he's, that's his style. And, and I saw that in uh, Mindhunter a lot. Um, and he loves, he loves the backstory. He loves uh, character development. And I love directors that go into kind of a backstory for a character, no matter which character it is or his role in that, in that movie. Um, was, was he on your list too? Yeah, David Finch is okay, on my list. Good. Yeah, David nice. Finch is on my list. He's high up on my list, believe it or not. Uh, Gone Girl, oh, mate, that movie is fucked. I remember watching that movie in the theaters. And I thought, I, I can't remember how we got dragged, uh, dragged along to watch it. I thought it was, was going to be one of those. Um, it was a different movie than I, I actually anticipated it to be. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be one of those, um, you know, girly, girly movies and, and stuff. Thought, like you know. uh, Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah, something like that or... Or just some, I thought it was just going to be like something like that, to be honest with you. Uh, and then it just, it's, it's twisted. Yeah, it's, it's, twist, really twisted. it's a really twisted movie, but I've never seen that movie since, you know. That's one of the movies that that I don't think I could watch again. It's like, you know, the ending, you know, the twists. Uh, yeah, it's a really, really good movie. Fight Club is an all-time classic, to be honest. Mm-hmm. All-time classic. Seven, classic. Social Network, you put it as a masterpiece. I've said it's um, underrated. And then obviously Panic Room, one of my favorites as well, Jodie Foster. Um, yeah, who's that? that? Wait, let me go. I need to search it because that girl. Panic Room? One second. I need to search um, uh, that movie. What movie? Um, Panic Room? One second, one second. Oh, it was Kristen Stewart. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's in that. She was, she was incredible in that as well. Uh, but what's funny is uh, she's got the same facial expressions as she as she did. So the, yeah, she's she's not a really good actor. No, nah, but she was good in that. You know, that was probably her best movie. Yeah, Jared Leto probably robbed people in real life. Uh, he probably yeah, yeah. trying to get because he's a method actor. Uh, yeah, fucking. Did he hear about Jared Leto? How he didn't know the coronavirus was happening? Yeah, no, I, I don't believe that. Come on, Jared. That guy is just fucking. Is this his psycho man? He he he's scary man. When there's like this mental guy man. Wonder like, if he thought he was in the vampire for Mobius. Oh fuck! Uh, like drinking blood. <laughs> oh, fuck. I hate that guy. I hate that guy. Um, yeah. So David Finch is both on our list. Me, you do another one then, because I think okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, another one. This is kind of a surprise. I put Hayao Miyazaki on there, which if you know you don't know, he's behind the Studio Ghibli movies. I feel okay. like animation is underrated. Like no one gives credit to animated movies, and I feel like you know Hayao Miyazaki should be honestly recognized as one of the best directors ever because he's made a ton, a ton, a ton of great animated movies. Probably some of the best animated movies ever made. Um, mm-hmm. He's made Spirited Away. I need to watch. I still need to watch that. Apologies. Which I know, I know you know, mentioned it's it. the highest-grossing Japanese movie of all time. Wow. More than Titanic, more than Adventures, more than anything. Spirit away. Um, he's made Howl's Moving Castle, Kiki's Delivery Service. My personal favorite, Prince Monoke. You know, yep. I feel like I I wanted to have one at least one animated director on here. Yeah, is you know, if you really think about it, like no one really knows like who directs cartoon movies. Like I don't know who directed Lion King. I don't know who. I think I know who directed Toy Story, but I'm not sure. Yeah, that's um, that's, I, that's actually a good point. You know, come yeah. to think about it, I I don't. I really don't. And this is coming from somebody who's both of us are pretty much film fanatics, to be honest. And we don't. Um, do you reckon that's because 
people overlook them and go think they're just childish and maybe they're just I done think, maybe they're just done with somebody just I don't, no, how, I however it, animation movies are made or whatever yeah i think it's because like they're not actually telling actors what to do yeah it's not like you, the people go on set you know like people do their voiceover stuff animators you know yeah. i think animation mo- animated movies are are very hard it's not your typical movie to make because obviously you need to do the storyboard you need to uh put the scene to because because you're not just putting the scene in front of the camera and getting the the like you're telling let's say you've got actor a and b where to move what to do you can move in the camera this is not this is yeah. a it starts off with a one-dimensional sketch essentially and then it it goes through various processes to become three-dimensional say in animation so yeah no i think a credit to you for having somebody like this on the list because it just yeah i just overlooked all that all sorts and i think it goes to show everybody overlooks it don't they yeah animation didn't have a nominee the oscars until i want to say like 1990 with beauty and the beast Mm. before that it was just you know like oh that's an anime movie it's not like actually a movie it's just a cartoon and i feel like with pixar with studio ghibli they've kind of gotten more esteem over the years um Especially like with what, um, Pixar and Disney, their, yeah, their that, stories are really heavy as well. They're not yeah, like, really emotional. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like Up was really, really emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inside Out, um, heavy on social commentary and kind of like lifestyle and stuff and everything that we see um, right now, actually. Um, I think they've all done so well to bring anime, animated movie to, to the forefront of cinema, actually. So, yeah, it's, it, it's crazy. Like you just talking about that. I'm trying to think, of all the animated movies I've watched, who's directed? And I can't, I can't uh, pluck out a name. I feel like that's bad on our part. I feel like we yep. need to put some respect on the name. We do, yeah, actually, yeah. But um, my favorite thing about Miyazaki is he kind of goes through his movies organically. He doesn't have a script. He doesn't have the overall plot of his movies. He lets, like, he lets the storyboards. He lets it all flow organically and. You know, he, he makes the movie as he's making it, if that makes sense. Like, yep. he has a concept, and he yep. just goes to the movies, and it, it, like, unravels organically. And you can really see that in his movies. Mm. I really need to watch Spirited Away. You're not the first person to tell me, but you're the one that's you pestered me the most. It. Yeah, I really, I really, really do. It's on Netflix, I think. Netflix UK. Yeah, I'm trying to get through my list first before I dive into another another list, and I want to be in the mood to watch something. Like, at the moment, I'm, 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 I'm super super in the mood to watch like a bong movie i'm trying to hunt down memories of murder that's the movies i'm trying to hunt down it's just yeah i can't find that anywhere um so i want to finish that and you know me i like to own uh, physical copies of movies so especially if it's a really really good movie that you know i can maybe get the missus to watch or even the little one when she grows up to watch it i'd rather have have it in my collection you know i like to have like my movie collection i used to just buy random movies and stuff like that now i've tend to like calm down and I don't have the biggest collection, but every single movie I would say in in my movie collection is a movie I could I could pull out and rewatch over and over again. I don't just like buying movies just for the sake of it. And mm-hmm. I really want to, I really want Spirited Away just for that particular particular reason. To be honest with you, it's um, it's 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 like really good. Like Master, I watched that one. Masterpiece. I was, yeah, easily. Yeah. I feel yeah. like he's all his movies are masterpieces. Oh wow, wow. When it comes to like anime movies, yeah. like there's you can even if you don't know who directed it just by like the drawing and just by like how 
the movie looks, you know, like, oh, that's a Miyazaki movie. Yeah, it has a kind of trademark uh, style uh, mm-hmm. about him. Um, should, I move, should I do one? Should yeah. I do one? Cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, where should I go? Ooh, I don't know who to go with now, to be honest with you. I'm going to go with it. Um, I'm going to go with Steven Spielberg. Okay. Um, I have I have him, of course. Okay, awesome. Um, I'll list a few movies and uh, I'll explain why. These Obviously, some of these movies are from kind of my childhood or even younger, younger teen years. Some of them are just, they resonate with me. Some of them, well, when I mean resonate, I don't mean like I've been there. But for example, one of the movies, let's say, for example, Ready Play One. I love mm-hmm. that movie, man. I really, really enjoyed that movie. Um, there's Schindler's List. Man, that that's, movie. That's good. That's a masterpiece for me. Mm-hmm. Schindler's List is a masterpiece. I remember watching this. Too bad a... the Holocaust was a hoax. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, yeah, so Schindler's List. I remember watching that. I was literally about to talk about the Holocaust. I watched it during uh, my history class. We did a whole um, semester on. You guys whole... watched that in history class? Yeah, man. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and uh, and we watched our history lessons were let's say one hour, one hour, one hour slot. So we watched, and this is a long, long hour. It's like three hours. It's three hours and a bit. So we watched this over three lessons, and I remember what, you, you can't. I can't watch a movie like that, even when I was young, in my younger years. Mm-hmm. So it was a movie I would go home, think about it, and then come to say two days later for the next history lesson. And but anyways, we were. Did you cry during that movie? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. About the kids in class. Oh, quite too. Everyone was just like, some kids obviously, you know, it just depends on what type of person you are. Like, yeah. I was, for me, I wasn't, I'm not the best student. I never really liked school, but Sims's uh, list for, for some reason really hit me. And um, like stuff like that really hits me, especially we, we, we might not see it to that extent now. We see certain stuff happening. Um, yeah, so Sims's list, man, we, we did it. We, we watched it during uh, the whole. Semester on the World War One, sorry, World War Two, uh, Hitler's regime, uh, the Holocaust, like the gassing of the Jews, all that kind of stuff. And it was kind of it, it's a hard watch, you know. It's a it's, really it's, hard watch. It's, it's, it's probably the hardest movie to watch. It is like out of all these movies on this list, this is the hardest watch. To be honest with you, it's a move like I've seen this movie, I believe, twice. One in history, one. That's what I've seen it once, and I was like, yeah. I know. I, the only reason I watched it a second time because I wanted to watch it as, as an older individual and being able to watch it all in one take and pick out certain things. And I just love everything about it, like especially kind of the whole. There was no. It's a black and white movie for those of you that yeah. don't know. And some the only, color. Some color. Yeah, the only color is red. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, incredible movie. E.T. is on there, just childhood yeah, man. Wait, you know it's a shameless list. Liam Neeson didn't save any black people. <laughs> oh, oh, we haven't done a Liam Neeson plug for for years. Oh, Liam Neeson in that as well. Uh, that's good. I did, I did not see that coming. I've completely forgot about Liam Neeson. You know, I thought you know what, let's not give him enough uh, attention. Uh, he's good in that movie. He's, he's really really good. He's, he's really good. Um. E.T. just because of childhood, man. Like mm-hmm. I don't think that movie is really amazing, but it's just E.T. E.T. man. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, iconic movie. Yep, Ready Play One. I love that. Like if you're a gamer, I like, feel like I feel like that's cheap nostalgia though. What Ready Play One? Yeah, it yeah. Is. It's Play. like the movie's okay, but let's throw in Master Chief and Tracer. As soon as I saw Master Chief and Tracer, I was like, yeah, just take my money. I don't give a shit. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, That's how they get you. They just put yeah. in. They got me. They got me. And uh, yeah. it's got it's got that guy. Um, he was in the the outsider. He was um, what's his name? What's his name? He was in the Dark oh, Knight Rises. Yeah, he's good. He's good. I like him, but he gets typecasted as the villain. Yeah, it's like the dick. Yeah, he's good. I like him as an actor. But they they took my money, man. Like VR Tracer, uh, Master Chief. Who else was in there? There was um. I must. There was I, think, I think Mecha Godzilla was in there. Mecha Godzilla, mate. They took I my money. Like pretty much everyone. Hook, line, and sinker. Like uh, I need to actually earn that movie on on Blu-ray. To be honest with you, uh, Catch Me If You Can is an absolute classic. That's a, one. That's a good one. Jaws, classic. Iconic. Minority Report, classic. That's Munich, a classic. Classic. Like, like I know uh, Steve. Like, I, if you tell me to name some of uh, Steven Spielberg's latest movies, I probably struggle. Uh, it just goes to show you the time and how other directors have come along and let's say taken the throne from uh, great directors but I had to include the money oh, also I know he didn't do it he didn't direct it but he was executive producer on it Eagle Eye is an underrated movie Eagle Eye is underrated yeah massively underrated movie um, you forgot so, one which one Jurassic Park oh shit yeah Jurassic Park man fuck me yeah so Jurassic Park as well Man, that's a that's a classic. Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan is also. I haven't seen Jeez. that. Please, I haven't seen that. Oh uh, really? That. Yeah, oh. I haven't seen that movie. Saving Private Ryan's good. Oh really? That's one. That's one of the best war movies. Oh wow. Um, what else has he done? Let me have a look quickly. Uh, okay, but I feel the, like the Terminal. Have you seen that? That's 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 underrated. I okay. Like good. And uh, War of the Worlds, the rebooted one. Even though the one with Tom Cruise, I really yeah. enjoyed that one. Even though it's not. Like, yeah, it's, it's okay. I I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, man, he's this guy has done a lot of good good movies, man. I know his time is probably up in terms of producing movies. I know he's doing. What has he done now? Um, the last movie he did was Ready Player One. He's doing West Side Story, which is in post production in twenty twenty, uh, and then yeah. the kidnapping of Ed, Edgardo uh, Morata. That's in pre production, so there's no release date for that. But yeah, um, I feel it, like. Steven Spielberg, like objectively, he's probably the most famous and successful director of all time. Yep. Like his movies have made the most money. Yep. He's probably the most well known. Like I think more people know about Steven Spielberg than anyone else. Yeah. Just the name Spielberg. It's like, you know, it's like it's high it's regarded like really well. Yeah. Um like like for me, there was a few directors, like for example, I'm James Cameron. He's one of them where you know who James Cameron is, but I, I do feel like he deserved to be on this, on this list. Like no, he, of not. he's done maybe one or two free movies. Maybe he's done the Terminate movies. Uh, Jesus, what else has he done? I've completely forgotten. He's done uh, Avatar, but that, that's, that's really, really shit to be honest. Titanic. Titanic. I don't really care about that. Yeah. Titanic, are, so. I can't really think of anything else when it comes to James Cameron, but with Steven Spielberg, that's my childhood, you know. I grew up with yeah. Spielberg movies. I know now might not be the, the age of the Spielberg era, let's say, but he's done his time, man. And incredible movies and movies that you know, I could look, I could sit down with my daughter in the future and watch some of these movies, you know, like like uh, the Indiana Jones movies. Love them. Well, I've actually only watched one or two. Actually, my my missus is a big fan. Uh, and, yeah, I, uh, I love them. Yeah, the less we say about the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, apparently that's really, really poor. Yeah, that one was, wasn't good. Um, but yeah, Spielberg's up there, man. He's, he was a visionary for for cinema. I, I had to put respect on his name, man. I, re, I really did. Um, 
but we've got some up and coming directors who I think, I, to be honest, I, I think in my lifetime, I don't think I'm going to see a better director though, um, in terms of his resume, in terms of what he's done for cinema. Uh, I might obviously have someone higher up than him, whatever, on this particular list. But if you really look at it subjectively, um, yeah, subjectively, yeah, yeah. Um, he, for what he's done, uh, in cinema, in cinema, you you, you have to you have to uh, applaud him, man. He's he's done wonders for it. So he's on my list for, for that particular reason. Uh, Schindler's yeah. List really hits home. Munich, love it. The funny thing is, the, like some of the movies are really really kind of like, they're pretty much the same kind of tone and approach. Like Schindler's List is based on uh, true events, so is Munich. Um, so is Catch Me If You Can. So they're really really good. Uh, uh, good movies. He's good. He's he's good. He's good. He's got a good balance in, in his resume. To be honest with you, um, and yeah, I love him, man. I love him. Yeah. Also, also, I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for the help he did on Star Wars. Like, like he really helped George Lucas a lot. Like, if oh, it well, wasn't, I didn't even know that. Yeah, if it wasn't for Steven Spielberg, I don't think those those original movies would have turned out as well as they did. Because you know, some you know, I feel like he. Like when George had like an idea that was like too crazy, Stephen would be like, oh, "That's not gonna work." You know, it's it's a movie, so he 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 gets some some credit for Star Wars for me. Um, there was also one more thing I wanted to mention, which I just completely forgotten. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember. You know, he's still attached to the Halo TV show, so I'm wondering what's mm-hmm. happening with that. Yeah, he's 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 been attached to that since they announced it many many E3s ago. Um, yeah. But his trademarks in uh, in movies usually he often shows children in some sort of danger, consistent references to World War Two, frequent references to Disney movies or theme parks, or whatever. Uh, and his films mainly are always edited by Michael Kahn. And there was one more I had on my list which I can't find. But yeah, oh yeah, he uses uh, a piano as an element in key sequence scenes in in Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, and Minority Report. So those kind of his trademarks when it comes to uh, to movies. Oh, also, like how we've got Nolan and Hans Zimmer, we've got uh, Spielberg and John Williams. Yeah, uh, some of the best scores ever. Yeah, like the Indiana Jones score, the Jaws yep. score. Yep, really good scores. I- iconic, iconic yeah. scores to be honest with you. And his his actor would be Tom Hanks, right? Yep. Okay, yep. his Michael Caine. His Michael Caine. <laughs> I I love that analogy, man. I love it. Well, yeah. Uh, so in this podcast, are you my Michael Caine? <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You had to. Have you're, my, you're my Michael Caine. You're everywhere, fam. Uh, but I'm your Michael Caine when it comes to uh, Apex. Apex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's have one on your list. I'm assuming was Steven Spielberg on your list? Yeah. Uh, uh, awesome. Uh, he should awesome. be on everyone's list. Honestly. Yeah. I think okay. he is like, yeah. He doesn't get um, enough. I know he's got the, his credit from the past, but I still feel like he deserves credit even now. I yeah, I, so. I still believe. I think he's got he's got another he's got another masterpiece in yeah. his belt. You know what? Waiting. You know, it's like I know you had um, Martin Scorsese on your list. Like he didn't make it on my list, but if you look at let's say these up and coming directors, like for example, Bong, he referenced and he thanked uh, Scorsese. I'm sure a lot of these directors look up to let's say Steven Spielberg, you know, for example. I think all of them do. Yeah, do, of honestly. course. Yeah, they all go to um, uh, whatever school, what sort of school they go to. I don't know, if it's film or whatever, uh, and they have they have that kind of idol. And I'm sure Steven Spielberg is their idol. Uh, 
So I'm sure, let's say, up and coming uh, directors will have, let's say, let's say, Bond as their idol, maybe in the future. However, like Ben Affleck, maybe you know, you, you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's have one on on your list. Okay, another one on my list. Yep. Um, Quentin Tino, the the God, the God, the Goat, the Goat. He's on my list. Michael Caine. His yeah. Michael Caine. This is probably Samuel Jackson. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But 100%. um, you know, he hasn't made a bad movie unless. You know, we're kind of indifferent towards we're indifferent Once Upon a Time. Yep, yep. I like that but movie. I feel like, I feel like if, it's still a good movie. If you brought that movie up into a TV show, it might. He hasn't made a bad movie. I, I'm gonna point out that I don't think he's made a bad yeah. movie. For me, Once Upon a Time of Hollywood, it's so hard to kind of um, for me to review it and think about. It. I need to watch that movie again. But I, I'm, I'm with you, man. He's he's high high on my list. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he is incredibly incredibly talented love his I movies mean, if you look go through his career he started with Reservoir Dogs classic yep. classic Pulp Fiction Jackie Brown yep I, I, I haven't seen that movie actually it's a classic Brown. okay you should see it it's pretty good um, Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2 classic yep. oh my god Django you know, Unchained Kill Bill Volume 1 and sorry Volume 1 and uh, Tom Cruise's The Last Samurai was, my, was actually my first um, DVD in my collection Oh yeah, so Volume One, Tom, Kill Bill, and uh, the last, last the last Samurai. That movie is incredible. That's a good movie. Incredible That's underrated. On the massively. Um, but why does the last Samurai have to be Tom Cruise though? I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, <laughs> let's go. Um, <laughs> okay, Kill Bill One and Two classics. Yep. Yep. Um, Django Unchained classic. Um, Inglorious Bastards classic. I haven't seen that. That's on oh, my wait. list. That is on my list, and so is the Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight's okay. okay. It's good. It's yeah. not classic. It's good. Once Upon a Time, which is also good, not classic. But um, like six, I want to say seven out of his nine movies are classics. Yep. He's got one of the best resumes out there. Yep. Um, we need to do know, a separate podcast has, for him, ranking all his movies. His movies. Yeah, we definitely. I need to watch Ooh. the rest, and then we need to do that. Yeah. I mean, that, that idea has just hit me on the spot right now. I would need to do one for Nolan as well, I'm sure. His trademarks are um, incredibly violent, bloody yep. movies. Racist movies. A lot movies. of feet shots. Yep. A lot of feet shots. Yep. It's got, like, Too just many. Borderline fetish Too many. feet shots. Too many. Not even borderline. It's just obvious fetish. It, yeah, he's, he's not discreet about it. It's just way too obvious. Like, I'd even know about his foot fetish until I came out of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I was like, yeah, this guy's got a foot fetish. And I mentioned it to you on the on the podcast, and you're like, "Yeah, he's got a foot fetish." I was like, yeah, Brad Pitt said something about that in his um, award yeah, speech. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. It was so funny. He was like, uh, "Thank you, Margot Robbie's feet. Thank you, the whatever the mm-hmm. girl's name's feet." Um, yeah. So for me, I haven't seen The Hateful Eight, Django Unchained. I love that. That's a love that's, that movie. That's one of my Sam, favorite Tantan. Samuel L. Jackson in that movie, fam. <laughs> I've got the picture. I got that meme. <laughs> the one him at. The one that he's like just like, really angry. yeah, just giving that whoever he's looking at a dirty look. I love that. And then when he's on, uh, when he's standing and he sees uh, uh, Jamie Foxx on the horse, oh, <laughs> that scene, man, that I love it. Um, Kill Bill. Absolutely. Wait, my, I, wait back to Django. Yeah. I feel like that's Leonardo's best movie. Yeah, I think it is. I, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, uh, yeah, definitely. 
Uh, that scene that's been circulating recently, he like goes to shake his hand. It's like, you really want a handshake, huh? And the way he says it, he's like, yeah. I insist. Like, yeah. it's just like so like disgusting and like yeah. villainous. Like, oh, like, how do you do that? You'd say, Anyways, yeah. that's that, his best movie. That, yeah, I, do. I can't believe we did touch on that in, uh, in, uh, in our po- last podcast, Top 10 uh, Actors. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what we discussed about Leonardo DiCaprio. But anyways, um, Inglourious Bastards. The thing is, with this movie, I don't, I, I don't think I've seen it. My missus is convinced I've seen it. But I'm I don't well, think that's I, his best movie. Some, okay. Okay. Some people I know say it's of, really, really good. Yeah, I know a lot of people say Pulp Fiction, but I, okay. I think Inglourious Bastards is best. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's keep, let's keep it for the separate podcast. Uh, no spoilers. <laughs> Uh, oh, for me, man, I, I would leave it for a separate podcast, but Pulp Fiction, man. Oh, my God. And Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't even know where to begin for this, but we'll leave it for a separate podcast. He's, he's got an awesome, awesome resume. Mm-hmm. Incredible resume. Like, if you look at it, seven out of nine is not bad. Like, and every director, I guess, is allowed to have a, a bad movie. In my case, the thing is... I, I don't know why I stand with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I really don't. Like, I came out of it. I think I was too rash when I came out of it because, you know, I'm a big Tarantino fan. And yeah. I came out of it thinking, okay, no, sorry. I went into it thinking, I haven't seen any trailers. I don't know what it's about. He's going to hit me with. I thought I was going to get a cross between maybe uh, Pulp Fiction, Django Unchained. Uh, I, I don't know what I was expecting, you know. I thought I was, it's, not, it's not like any of his other movies. No, it's different. And like, maybe, maybe... I need to give him credit for that. But at the same time, maybe he could have done yeah, something that's, different. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I uh, j- jumped the gun and thought, you know, I was expecting a typical Tarantino movie, but he did something different. And we've credited movies. We're, we're, we're quick, and I'm quick to go, okay, this director is good because he's got uh, different movies. This director is also good for different movies. But when Tarantino's gone off and done a different movie, I was quick to kind of, say that was a shit movie but you know what i mean so maybe i i needed to d- give him a bit more respect i'll definitely watch it again but this movie could easily be broken down and w- made into a tv show easily uh, and i've said that um yeah, numerous, numerous amount of i would love yeah. that i would love to see a uh, once upon a time in hollywood uh, tv show absolutely mm-hmm. um shall i do one on my list yeah yeah uh i'm gonna hit you with ridley scott Okay. Uh, Gladiator, classic. Classic. Uh, Really? I think that's his masterpiece. Oh, actually, I think maybe Hannibal might be his masterpiece. Hannibal's Hannibal's good. I liked Hannibal. Wait, did he do which one's the one with Jodie Foster? Is that Silence of the Lambs? Did he do that one? I don't know. Oh shit! Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, I'll keep going. Black Hawk Down, man. That's an absolute that's classic. That's, Black Hawk Down's fire. That's a classic for me. Black Hawk Down is like a two-hour Call of Duty match. Mate, <laughs> that is an absolute classic. I love that movie. Um, the Martian with uh, um, Matt Damon. That's, recent, that's a classic. Recent movie as well. Love that movie. Great movie, man. Really good. And uh, I haven't watched this movie, but from obviously what I've heard and for for what he's done to sci-fi movies, Blade Runner. Yeah, Blade Runner is, Blade Runner is iconic. Yeah, like, it, the whole is Blade Runner of, his masterpiece? Yeah, Blade Runner is, I, I would say so, because yeah. that's like, that really popularized 
cyberpunk setting yep because like no one like there's like books about it but no one knew like what a cyberpunk world looked like yep Blade Runner like Blade Runner was a cyberpunk movie. yeah and if you look at it everything's kind of it's kind of Blade Runner-esque like uh, I know cyberpunk has 2077 is is it 2077 yeah 20 or oh, whatever the date that's is. what game's gonna come out yeah that game's coming out it, it's really Blade Runner-esque so uh, yeah, I had to put Ridley Scott on there. Just same same reason why I had Spielberg. As, actually, you know, he's done a lot for movies. You know, different kind of genres. He's got Black Hawk Down on there. If you look at the Martian Survival movie, if you look at American Hannibal, Gangster, was good too. American Gangster as well. Completely forgot about that. Look at Hannibal the type of movie. Gladiator. Gladiator is an all time for me. That movie, man, with um, Russell Crowe, man. Oh, and it's got Joaquin Phoenix in it. That's a classic, mate. That's a classic. And it's got the. <laughs> I forget uh, about Joaquin. Joaquin yeah, wasn't Joaquin. that. Viking was He's in so it, yeah. different then. Yeah, Viking uh, was so like I hated him in that movie. But <laughs> it, I hated him, man. And then it's got that that black guy who was in Black Diamond, uh, Jaman Hansu. Yeah, the craze, man, it. the craze. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Uh, he directed Alien too. Uh, yeah, he did. I did have I did mention that because that's I'm, a classic. I'm on the fence with uh, Alien, man. I yeah, really, I know, but. I you really know, am. It is like a classic the, as well. Yeah, don't get me the wrong. The creature design, the, yep, the yep. actual effects. Yeah, when you when classic. you put that across, yeah, I have to agree with you. Um, but I love I love I love a Ridley Scott movie. What's the last movie he did? Was it? I think it was The Martian. Let me have a quick look. Yeah, The Martian was. You made that you made that really bad um, Moses movie, Exodus. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where he made the Egyptians white. Yeah, that movie was awful. Awful CGI. Whitewashed everybody. Yeah, he, he didn't have it. Yeah, that was okay. Uh, Prometheus, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, like I, like I, oh, that was in it though. Yeah, but it's like kind of it, it was shit. Let's, let's be honest. Um, Robin Hood is that the one with Russell Crowe again? Yeah. Oh yeah. So Russell Crowe that's, is that's, <laughs> that's his Michael Caine. That's his, <laughs> that's his Michael Caine. Uh, yeah. So he started off really well though, man. Like um, yeah. In terms of, I'm not gonna go start from his. Um, uh, beginning, but Gladiator and Hannibal back to back. That's and Black Hawk Down. He did the three peat man, and mm-hmm. then you could say maybe Kingdom of Heaven. I, I like you like that, yeah. Um, American Gangster, Body of Lies, Perfect, uh, the Thunder, Perfect Mind. Oh, that's a short actually. Um, Alien Covenant, uh, all the money. Body of Lies is underrated. I feel like. Oh really? Yeah, I've, I've seen with that um, movie. Russell Crowe and Leo. Oh shit! Russell Crowe is actually his thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has some every movie. He has some everywhere. Oh, crazy. Um like yeah. That I had really got that's why I wanted him on there. Just you have to, you have to put him on there. And I know you I I don't think I don't think he's got a masterpiece in, in him anymore. I think uh his I think the Martian's probably gonna be his last great movie. Yeah. But who who am I to predict? But uh if we if we're saying Spielberg's gonna have a masterpiece in him, then maybe we'll give the benefit of the doubt. He, he wants to make like six alien movies that's why uh, he probably doesn't have a masterpiece anymore no no he wants no. to make the alien cinematic universe he, he needs to let go because cameron's after the uh, avatar uh, cinematic universe and it's just like Ugh. yeah just just let that die um uh i'll let you okay. um, have on your list. okay i gotta pat myself on the back for saying who i would call duty man i'm proud of that for what sorry Black Hawk Down is a oh, two-hour yeah, yeah. Call of Duty match. That, proud that of was, that one. Yeah, I'm proud of that one. That's, that, that, that's like a ground war, <laughs> uh, ground war Call of Duty game. Oh, that's that's, that's a good movie. 
That's a good movie. Um, no, Stanley Kubrick. Um, first of all, I'd like to put him on a list because he faked the moon landing. He directed the moon landing. <laughs> directed the moon landing. That's actually like a pretty big theory. But um, Stanley Kubrick, he's also a legend. He directed <clears throat> 2001 A Space Odyssey, which kind of birthed, I don't want to say it birthed science, science fiction movies, but it helped birth science fiction movies. That's a classic. Clockwork Orange is a classic. Um, Joker heavily, heavily gets his influence from that movie. Full Metal Jacket, Fire, The Shining. One oh, of the best horror movies. Of- you know, I haven't seen a lot of his movies. You're going like, through this list. I'm like, I, I'm going, it's yeah. easy nowadays because most of his movies were in the 60s. Yep. But um, because I'm like a film snob, I, I yep. saw him. I know you're a big, big fan of uh, Clockwork uh, Orange. Um, it's it's a tough watch. Yep. There's a lot of like, kind of like gross scenes in there. But um, yeah. You had it on your Andre like list, I believe. I can't remember. I think you did. Uh, I think you did. Or maybe it was honorable mentions or something like that. Yeah. It was something on the long lines. But um, what else did he make? He made Doctor Strangelove. Doctor Strangelove is really good. That's like a comedy about um, like nuclear war, which doesn't seem like it could be a comedy, but it's, it's quite funny. Comedy about nuclear just, war. You know. <laughs> <laughs> just like thinking he's about that. Like, just, yeah. He's hugely influential. Eyes Wide Shut's pretty good too. That movie's kind of weird though. It's like, you know, like secret the cults, mm. like the Illuminati stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doug, Stan Kubrick, don't want to say, can't really say too much other than he's, he's really meticulous about his craft. Um, I think he was making a movie called AI right before it was finished. Spielberg okay. finished it. Yeah, yeah. So that's how, like, uh, I, I saw it on Spielberg's list. Uh, he made mm-hmm. AI hub. Um, I can't remember much about it, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know who is. I don't think he has a Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton just uses Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. <laughs> Anyways, that's Stanley Kubrick. Uh, I think we've done. How many have you done? I think I've done eight. I've I've got two more. I, I think I've done nine. You've done nine? Okay. So I've got two yeah. more, so I'll be on nine now. No, I have to, I've done eight. Yeah, yeah you've done right. eight. Uh, I'm going to leave this guy to the last. Uh, okay. I haven't watched a lot of his movies, but from what I've seen, they're incredible. And obviously, he's doing one that I'm highly, highly anticipating alongside Tenant. Those are my two highly anticipated movies. If you've seen my story post on today, so Tuesday 14th, as we're recording, you'll know who I'm talking about, but Dennis Villeneuve. Yeah, he's good. Yep. Is he on your list? No. no, no. Okay. I feel like it's too early for him. Okay. He's he's on my list. Uh, Sicario, incredible. Fire. Yep. Absolute fire. Prisoners, incredible. That's good. Have you seen you seen incredible? Hugh uh, Jackman Prisoners? is incredible in that movie. Yep. Yeah. Hugh Jackman can act, man, rather than just uh being typecasted yeah. as a uh, Wolverine. Wolverine. Um, and do bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else have I? Yeah, have you seen Arrival? No, I haven't seen it. I hear that's uh, good though. It's a good movie. It's a really, really slow burner. It's a really like it's immensely slow. Like nothing really happens. It's not a, yeah. It's one of those. It is kind of boring. It's like long, very long, and there's nothing happens. But it's really good at the same time. It's, it reminds me of uh, Ad Astra in a sense. Same kind of vibe, same sort of thing. 
Uh, it's got what's his name? Amy uh, Adams. It's got Amy Adams, but it's got Hawkeye in it as well. Oh, Jamie Renner. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Mia. That's why I have you on this podcast. You're, you're my uh, Michael Caine. Uh, and obviously, he's done Blade Runner 2049. Michael Caine. Yeah. Apparently, Blade That's Runner. That's a good one. Apparently, Blade Runner is his masterpiece. I haven't seen it yet. I really, really want to watch it. I haven't it, seen it. It's. I w- I want to watch long. It. It's, yeah, it's that's the thing that's putting me off. That is, it's really been intimidating. Um, but obviously, he's got two movies. Joel Ellis in that movie. Yeah, yeah, he's in the. Is it? That's also it, that. That, uh, does, that also makes me not want to watch it. How does he pop up in uh, these good movies? How does he get these roles, man? Appa- apparently, in quotations, he's a good actor. Ugh. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I don't know, man. But you know what? I'll be honest with you. I liked him before Suicide Squads. I'll, I'll be honest yeah. with you. I'm putting this on record. I liked him before Suicide Squad, and he first came to my attention in, as I said, uh, Panic Room. But that other movie when he with Nicolas Cage, Lord of War. Yep. Yeah, he was sick in that movie, man. He was awesome. Um, but yeah, so June is also coming out. By the way, that is a two part, which we'll talk about more uh, yeah, on, on, on the next podcast. But um, yeah, up and coming. But that's why he he's on this list, and maybe that's why he's possibly lower down. Um, he's one to look out for. Uh, he's he's actually been nominated for one Oscar. I can't remember for what movie it, it was. Uh, was it Blade Runner? I'm thinking it was Blade Runner. Or it's probably Blade Runner. Probably Blade Runner for visuals. I could be mistaken, but from what I've seen so far, man, he's got he's got a lot going for him. I think, uh, as I said, he's got one. Sorry, he's one for the future and. And that's where we strike the balance on my list, for example, where I've got the balance of uh, the past and the present and maybe the future. And I think he is going to be the future. He's going to be one of those directors. He's going to be, I would say, of maybe our future Spielberg. I think he's not always going to produce great movies like Spielberg or Ridley Scott, but he'll have uh, movies that we look back on and we go, oh, that's a classic, that's a classic, that's a classic. You know what I mean? And I think he'll mm-hmm. define movie and cinemas for uh, years to come. So... Uh, I don't really have much to say about him because obviously I haven't seen a lot of his movies. I don't really, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan, but from after watching Arrival way back in uh, 2016 when it first came out, and I've recently watched Sicario uh, because of your recommendation and Prison, Prisoners actually, I've watched that way back. Yeah, he deserves to be, be on this list as a, an up-and-coming uh, director yeah. I want to look out for. He's one. He's one of those directors where, like, if I see his name on a movie, like, I'm excited for the movie. Yeah, yeah. I think you can't go wrong. There's a there's a few act. Sorry, a few directors that if you see the name on them, I think that's why everyone's on our list. If you see these names that we've mentioned, you go, yeah, I can't. You can't go wrong. You really can't. Like, uh, maybe let's say if I saw a Matt Reeves' name or a JJ Abrams, I'd be like, mm, you know, hit and miss. I'm not too sure. I'll wait for it. Or you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And Zack Snyder, skip. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, that movie's gonna suck. That movie's gonna suck. Like, uh, I can't wait. I really can't wait to do our overrated. I'm, I'm gonna call it overrated directors. I just slightly worst. Yeah. Uh, so I can't wait to talk about that. But yeah, he's one of the names that when he pops up, produced or directed by whatever. Sorry, directed by mainly. Uh, it does feel you fill you with confidence, and you go, okay, you know, you know what you're getting essentially. You're going to get a good movie, good strong narrative, great cinematography, and a good two and a half hours of uh, of cinema, really. Um, yeah, we've done, I believe I've done nine, you've done nine? I've done eight. Oh, you've I done have eight. one more before our final guy. Okay. 
So I put West. This, this, sorry, this was unintentional. I think our final guy is going to be the same, but it was unscripted for those of you who are listening. Yeah. And I love how it's worked out. So, so another one on my list is Wes Anderson. Okay. He's probably my favorite director on this list. Okay. I didn't rank him number one, yep. but like subject probably yep. my favorite. I just love all his movies. I love his style. I love his humor. I love like how symmetrical all his shots are. Yep. Did he um, do, just remind me, he did, uh, did he do Scott Pilgrim versus the world? No, no, no. That's, oh, that's, um, God, why am I blanking? I don't know what God I was thinking late but uh baby driver what's his oh, name oh yeah 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 yeah. i can't remember his name yeah baby driver right. yeah just remind look me of wes anderson movies okay wes anderson look look up you know baby driver really quick okay who directed that but um, oh, wes anderson, is that playing on your mind now yeah i can't focus <laughs> <laughs> baby driver is directed by oh Edgar Wright yeah Edgar mm. Wright why why is that slipping my why mind why did we but yeah. he's a good one he's he's, he's honorable good. mention honestly. yeah yeah I think I did I have him on honorable mentions oh I did okay cool 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 now no one movie yeah okay that's what that's what I was thinking of him yeah he's got like a distinct style movie if you've seen like any of his movies like you know that style he has like a quirky like like non-serious kind of style um his movies are life aquatic the Darjeeling. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, I remember. Mio, I have yeah. not watched a single Wes Anderson movie. You need to watch them, fam. Yeah. Hot, I old, I old Budapest, dogs. Grand Budapest Hotel. Yep, yep, I remember now. Royal Tenenbaums. He's just like I've talked about him a lot on this podcast. Yep. I just, I just love all his movies. Like subjectively, like I love all his movies. Um, he has a lot of Michael Caines. He's got Bill Murray. Bill Murray. 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 <laughs> you can't fucking deserve. <laughs> he's got Owen Wilson, yep. Jason Schwartzman. He's got I I feel like all his actors are Michael Caine's because he casts the same actors in like all his movies. He's got what's his name? Owen Wilson, right? Yeah. What's it Owen wow. Wilson's what's Owen Wilson's uh, catchphrase? Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I love Owen Wilson. Yeah, me too. That guy's that guy's rated. I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's all his movies, his movies are funny. All his movies are sad. All his movies are, I would say, they're melancholy. Like the they like the perfect mix of, like sad and funny. And mm. he he just hits that right balance for me, and that's why he's on my list. Nice. Um, I can't believe we've gone this far without mentioning this guy, Mio. I think yeah, uh, last- the last guy on both of our lists, and this was obviously this was honestly unscripted. I don't know how we've just managed to. I think we were playing a game of chess. We're going to see who who breaks first with this guy, and we've come to the end to a checkmate. But this I, guy, I did it because no, nah, I did it last because I want to see how much time we had left. Because so okay. we don't go like so, an hour. Yeah, well, yeah. So it's well, it's ten o'clock my time here. We've been recorded for an hour and a half now. Let's see how long we talk about Nolan. We'll try and make it a quick one. But it is definitely Christopher Nolan. He's, he's mm-hmm. on my list. Man, I don't know where to begin with him. Let's, I, go, let's go through his movie history. And I, I really don't know where to begin with him. Like, he's just... I, he's got a clean sweep, in my opinion. Just like us on the podcast, we're 27 for 27. I think Nolan... Well, uh, Memento. Classic. Uh, classic. Insomnia. Classic. I haven't seen it. Batman Begins. Classic. Classic. Prestige. Inc- classic. Make. The Dark Knight. Underrated classic. I'd yep. say. 
Well, which one? The Prestige? Yeah, Prestige. Yeah. Uh, I believe Batman Begins is an underrated origin uh, story in terms of um, okay. comic book movies as well. So that's a classic for me. The Dark Knight. All time. Mate, how many masterpieces does this? From, in my opinion, I'll go through what I think is a masterpiece on, on his okay. movie. Uh, then Memento, got, masterpiece. Pardon? Would you say Memento is a masterpiece? Oh, yep. Yep. Uh, okay, Memento's one. Memento's Dark one. Knight's two. Yep. Inception is three. Inception is three. Yep. Uh, and Tenant is four. <laughs> I would say Dunkirk's a masterpiece. Oh wow, wow. Yeah, I think I rated Dunkirk four and a half stars. But uh, looking back at that now, was, I, I don't know why I gave it four and a half. I think I was trying. That's to... you know that's Quentin Tarantino's favorite movie, the 2010s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know. I remember uh, I've read I've read uh, an interview about that. He was saying it. Um, Interstellar. I know it's hit and miss with you, but eh, I think uh, that's trash. No, it's not trash. It's, <laughs> it's not trash. Don't make me cry. It's not trash, but it's not trash. It's I know it's hit and miss. Everyone has that, but for me, I think uh, uh, Nolan, sorry, has got a clean sweep of movies. Man, absolutely incredible. Like, where do you get this? Like. Man, I honestly, I, just, I want to talk about him. I, and I think we could do a separate podcast which we rank his movies and we talk further and further into it. But his, his, his style of his cinematography is incredible. His Michael, Michael Caine is Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> his Michael Caine, when it comes to uh, soundtracks, is uh, Hans Zimmer, who's also an incredible composer. His shots are... And you, for me, like I'm getting excited talking about Nolan right now. For me, what we love about directors, and I know this is, we've mentioned it in terms of um, when directors go out their way, like we said, um, Clint Eastwood's easy to work with because we know what shots he, he knows what shots he wants and stuff like that. What I love about Nolan is his effort into particular scenes, like his, his hate for CGI. Mate, yeah. I love that. I love that. Like, we don't see a lot of that anymore in, in cinema. We see the easier route. That's why I don't think he'll make a, 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 a Marvel movie, for example, he'll, he'll for, forever turn that down. I've always wanted him to do it, maybe the Matrix reboot. I think that's one of the reasons why he will never do that. Um, but his hate for CGI is, I think, has done him the world of justice. Uh, if you look at Dunkirk, for example, there was hardly any CGI. There was none, actually. I think it was a practical effect. Even those, even everybody on, on the beach, Everyone was real. And then the ones in the distance where obviously the eye can't reach was all cutouts, cardboards and stuff like that. So even rather than doing it the easy route on the, on the computer with CGI and stuff, he's just gone the hard way. Uh, one of the, I think when you look at the behind the scenes for, for this particular movie, Inception, you see everything and you're like, wow, this guy actually was like, I think obviously the, the when Paris folds on itself, obviously that's CGI, but the, the stairwell, scene where kind of the optical illusion that's a real scene the scene in the corridor scene in the elevator uh he built that he purpose built that and then when you come to the dark knight for example uh when you had the lazarus pit he built that uh when you had the the, the lair where he fights um uh, uh, batman he built built that uh the scene in the plane built that uh, did that as well uh incredible man Inc- yeah, that, that's playing scenes insane. Insane. Have you seen it? It's, it's incredible. They they did it over Scotland. He actually Scott. took apart a real plane. Yeah, he took apart a real plane, put the fuselage, hooked it onto another plane, filmed it, um, got some stunt people to do the stunts, and then obviously uh, 
they did the the shooting. Well, they did yeah, they did the shots of Bane and stuff inside the hangar, obviously for health and safety reasons, obviously, and insurance, I guess. Um, and then you've got obviously the Dark Knight, just so grounded, incredible. Man, I, like, when you look at it behind the scenes, like the, I think one of the scenes that stands out for me in the Dark Knight is that whole the chase where obviously you had Commissioner Gordon in in, in the in the SWAT car, and then you had Joker in the in the truck. That scene where it comes from the uh, from the underground passage all the way up, that's none of it is CGI. So the underground scene is all, um, visual, um, sorry, practical effects. I don't know if you've seen the behind the scenes of that, where they get a mod. They had, he built a model tumblers to scale, and he obviously he just built the runway and all that. All that was a model, and then obviously when they go uh, above ground, and then he Batman. Um, you remember when he flips the truck? Yeah. That, that scene was insane. Yeah, that's all real. They flipped it. And uh, even the scenes in The Dark Knight Rises where they blow up the stadium and, and stuff, none of it was vis- uh, CGI. It was all practical well, effects. When they, when they blow up the stadium, that was CGI. No, no. Have you not seen the behind the scenes? No, the field. The field. Yeah, have you not, that's not CGI. It's practical effects. Have you seen what? it? They didn't yeah. blow up the actual field. No, no, no. Have you seen it? They built a field on top of it. Oh. Yeah, and they used green screen, obviously green screen for parts of it to, to, to show depth. Um. Yeah. Oh, and they also CGI'd the top tier of um, the the stadium with um, fans. But check the behind the scenes on that. Incredible, incredible. So when you read, when you look at movies like that, you go, "That's why he's my favorite man." Like he puts, he goes the extra mile. I believe, unlike uh, other directors, he just ah oh, man. I just there's. I really want to go on and talk about him, but yeah. And we're talking a lot about his action scenes right now, but his stories are like. like yeah. If not yeah. better than his action scenes, yeah. like just like the Memento, crazy, yep. the twist and prestige, crazy, crazy. He's, go- he's twist got good in... twists. Yep, I forgot what now. Uh, Incep- yeah. Inception, would... crazy. Yep. the ending of Inception, yep. crazy ending. Yep. Yeah, people, people still talk about that today, and that's yeah, that's a sign of a great movie. And he he leaves. The thing about him is he has he has this trademark where he leaves this movie on the the ending of a movie as a you know, it lets you kind of continue talking about what, what, was it this or that? Like, for example, with Inception. But throughout the movie, if you really pay attention, he leaves hints for the ending. But you just have to pick them up. Like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, character in that movie said, the day I see my children's face, face, I know it's not a dream. So he sees their faces in that scene, in that scene but the, the, spin, the, thing, the spinning things continue spinning. So it still makes you question things, even though he's left the trail, the the uh, trail for you. Uh, as you said, his his storytelling is incredible. I know with like with um, some movies like The Dark Knight, he's had um, uh, his wife on board as well. Then they make a great team. Uh, I think he had uh, he had a comic book writer for one of the movies. Uh, was it? Let me just have a look at The Dark Knight quickly. Um, David Ayer. Yeah, I was screen. Let me see the he writers. Called about it. Let me see the screenplay. So he's got Jonathan Nolan, his brother, sorry. Yeah, and then he's got David Escoyer for the story. So he's got a good yeah. type. Why did I say David Ayer? <laughs> oh, yeah, I get, I, get, I, get, I get confused between the two. Um, so he's got a good group of people working around him. And he, used, and he uses the same people, same actors in a lot of movies. Like, uh, uh, what's his name? Gary Oldman's popped up in, uh, sorry, not Gary Oldman, Tom Hardy. He's popped up Tom in Hardy, a few. Yeah. Yep. Michael Caine. Um, what's his name? Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm blanking out on his name. Vision uh, No, no, no. Uh, Cillian Murphy. 
Okay, Cillian Murphy. Yeah. That's also his Michael Caine. That's also his Michael Caine. So he, he, and a lot of direct, a lot of actors, when when he comes forward and offers them the role, they just go yes. Like Tom Hardy knew nothing about the movie. He said yes. All all Nolan, all Nolan told him about um, his role in Dunkirk was he's got. Unfortunately, I'm going to cover your face up again. Do you want to uh, take the role? He said yes. So, um, What's his name? Um, Robert Patterson says he has no idea what the script is about in Tenant. Did you hear what he, what Nolan did to Robert Patterson about Tenant? He said yeah. um, he locked him up in a room and he made him sign an agreement, obviously, with the script. And he he made him sit down and read the script in a in a, in a locked room, and that was it. Oh. And that's that's the only time he's read the script. Um, so he, I, I like him, man. I really do. He's my. I'm just gonna say out there, he's my favorite director. He's come. Uh, I, I stand Nolan and I've been there from day one and I'm I'm happy to say that. I'm like, I'm proud to say that. Like uh, a lot of directors might come along, like let's say Bong Joon-ho. I've only known him since, let's say Parasite maybe. You know what I mean? Like there's no shame in that, yeah. but I'm not going to quickly elevate him to the top of my list. But with Nolan, man, I've been there since day one and it's been an absolute pleasure watching his movies. Definitely do a separate podcast for his movies because there's a lot to talk about. It would be nice to dissect each movie's and spend more time on his movies because I think if you look at them, they're incredible, incredible movies. Um, also, I want to give him a sh- one yeah. more underrated. Yep, underrated. No, in fact, is yep. for the Dark Knight when he was casting the Joker. Yep, and he casted Heath Ledger, and oh. people were like, "What are you doing, fam?" Yeah, like, exactly. This guy. Yeah. yeah. He's okay. Yeah, I and he's like, like, he's like, just, just watch. Yeah, he like when he brings. He's he, the best Joker ever. Yeah, exactly, and. I think he sees he sees something in actors that we don't see. So we had that with with Heath, Heath Ledger um, character as, as a Joker. Like I was one of those. I was I've seen Heath Ledger. I like him, but I didn't think he was suitable for the Joker role. And he blew out he blew my mind, man. He blew out of the water. He was just, he was the best Joker ever. And um, so that's that's why with Tenant, I'm kind of excited for it because he's obviously got John David Washington as the lead role, and that that's a big risk. That's a really, really big risk, in my opinion. But he's seen something there. And he's also brought Robert Pattinson on board. Um, I, I can't wait for that movie, man. I really can't. So credit to him. He sees something. And also, what I was going to say was, I want to give Christopher Nolan some credit for Man of Steel. Yeah. Man of Steel, if you look at the first half in particular, and he, he didn't direct it, obviously, but he was, um, he was on board for the story. I think uh, Warner Brothers wanted him on board after his work with The, the Dark Knight. Um, if you look at the first half of that movie, man, it was well, well written. It was a good, good uh, comic book movie. I know there was a lot of CGI, but obviously that's out of his control, but it's a well written story and an origin movie for another character that we haven't seen get, you know, as much screen time as let's say other, other characters in, um, let's say the DC universe or even the Marvel universe for that, for that matter. But his work on that man, it's a typical, typical Nolan movie, great narrative, really st- uh, strong and story. Well, that's the same thing. Great narrative. Uh, 5G towers once again. Um, what I was, what I wanted to say was he really pushes the character development. So yeah. Um, so credit goes to him on that. But then the second half of the movie was a just goes to shit. Yeah, we do, it was a Dragon Ball Z uh, battle. We know how that, how that concludes. But um, I just wanted to just conclude with a few trademarks. Frequently cast uh, Kristen Bell. Uh, Michael Caine, Tom Hardy, Anne Hathaway, and Cillian Murphy in his movies. Those are his, uh, but mainly Michael Caine. As long as Michael Caine's alive. Do you like Do you like Anne Hathaway? Uh, I only liked her after The Dark Knight Rises, but I'm okay. not a big fan. I think Anne she's Hathaway okay. Fan. 
yeah, I'm not a big Anne Hathaway fan. Uh, as long as Michael Caine's alive, I think Michael Caine's going to appear in every single um, Christopher Nolan movie. Opening scenes are usually a flashback or a piece of, of a scene from the middle or ending of the movie. We know how Mike, um, Christopher Nolan loves to play with time. Um, films conclude with either two central characters discussing the results which have stemmed from the events of the film. Um, non-linear timelines, so following Batman Begins and The Prestige. You know, you know, you know what you're getting from a Nolan movie. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you've noticed this, but he begins his movies and introduces his main characters with a close-up of their hands performing an action. And that's uh, reminiscent in a lot of his movies at the moment. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, and finally, did I have one more? No, nah, I was looking for, for my list. All of, oh, all of his films contain a major um, um, connection to his prior films. So, example, The Joker performs a deadly magic trick in The Dark Knight. Nolan's previous uh, film, The Prestige, was about magicians performing magic tricks that turn deadly. So it kind of uh, leads on from previous movies. You could say this is kind of the Nolan universe, essentially. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do a, a separate podcast for both Nolan, I think for both Nolan and um, Tarantino. One, because I want to dissect their movies. And two, they have a good enough, uh, a, a big enough, um, let's say, CV uh, that will go over the two-hour um, time frame. Like, unlike, um, what's his name? Steven Spielberg will be here all day. Um, let's quickly wrap up the show then. Um, I'm just going to hit you with some honorable mentions, Mia. Okay. Uh, Taika Waititi, uh, Sam okay. Mendes. Promising. Yep, Sam Mendes, uh, Danny Boyle, um, uh, Edgar Wright, and Jordan Peele. I think all these. Wait, you didn't like Slumdog Millionaire though? No, but his other movies are good. And uh, Okay. Yeah, uh, Danny Boy is, is 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 a classic. Is a I've got to support my British directors to be honest with you. Um, okay. So those are my honourable mentions. I know you only had three. Did you say? Yeah. Uh, Edgar Wright. Yep. Um, Akira Kawasawa. Okay. I want I wanted to put him on the list, but I haven't seen any of his movies. But he's like okay. hugely influential, hugely influential. In Samurai, which you know a lot of movies have taken from, yep. like Star Wars, Bugs Life. Um, see Bugs Life man that's a great movie and I've never yeah incredible yeah Bugs Life's good um, but, oh yeah the last guy I wanted on my list was why am I blanking on it oh yeah Alfred Hitchcock oh yeah yeah I, Master I, of Suspense yeah Master of Suspense yeah, yeah. I haven't seen too many movies that's yeah, why I same. didn't put them on yeah same I wanted to justify my list and that's one of the reasons um I'm going to order, I'm going to go uh, rank my, my directors quickly. Um, I'll go from 10 to to one. So Ben Affleck, Clint Eastwood, Chan Wook Park, Dennis uh, Villeneuve, uh, Bong Joon-ho, Steven Spielberg, Spielberg, Ridley Scott, David Fincher, Quentin Tarantino, and Christopher Nolan as my number one director. I'll go through it. Okay. 10, Spike Lee. Yep. Nine, Bong. Yep. Eight, David Fincher. Ooh, seven. David Fincher, low down. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. I am mean, six, Stanley Kubrick. Yep. Five, Martin Scorsese. Ooh, okay. Four, Wes Anderson. Yep. Three, Christopher Nolan. No. Two, Quentin, really? Two, what? Quentin, two, Quentin Tino. Oh, wow. And one, Steven Spielberg. I have oh. to. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that's our list then, I guess. Um, Mia? Thank you so much. Really appreciate yeah. you jumping on again. Pleasure as always. 
okay, that's it then. What did you make of our list and who makes it into your top 10 directors list? Uh, Mia, I've actually forgot if there was anything you wanted to plug before I continue. Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. Okay, cool then. Uh, let us know by dropping us a DM on our Instagram page. We're, if you want to let us know anything or just get in contact with us, you know, our Instagram page is the best thing to, to do. Just shoot us a DM. Other than that, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Multiverse Podcast. If you'd like to see more Multiverse content, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Multiverse. Links will be in the description. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss an episode. If you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Once again, thank you for your time and we hope to catch you on our next episode.